What is the sacrament of the altar? It is the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ under the bread of wine, instituted by Christ himself for restoration. Where is this written? about this guy 
when he shows up again. <clears throat> What's he going to do to me now? <laughs> I've seen what he's done to sick people. Maybe he could do the reverse. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's not going to do for me what he did for Lazarus. Maybe he's going to run that right back and put me in the grave where he just got out. Maybe this is kind of like the Terminator coming back to get me. Because he had been abandoned by all these gods. Now, if it was you or me who rose from the dead, or you or me who are apt to hold grudges and have to want to get even with folks, maybe that would have been an appropriate response or maybe an appropriate thought. But not with Jesus. Not with Jesus. Jesus comes in his resurrection, flesh, and blood and meets up with all of these good-for-nothings and he says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. I'd like to re-enlist all of you guys. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Wow. Wow. For those of you who have served, even for those of you who have been a part of any kind of a team, or for those of you who have been any part of a club, even, particularly if your life has been on the line, and there's a whole company of you together, and then as soon as things start to go south, as, first, as soon as first contact hits, you find yourself absolutely alone. It might be a little while before you wanted to say, hey, let's get back out there again together. Trust is hard to come by in that kind of circumstance. But not for Jesus. Not for Jesus because he knew. He knew exactly what was going to happen. Peter, you're going to betray me. All the disciples say, oh, no, not us. We'll never betray you. We'll die for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. Let's wait till after the end of the story to make all of these fantastic, marvelous claims. Let's wait till after you see what really is at stake. Because it's not your life that's at stake. It's your eternal life. That's at stake. And when you see what enemy I am really here to defeat, and it isn't the guys with the swords, it's the ones who can put death and hell at your gates and swallow you up there. That's the ones I am zeroing in on. That's the enemy I've got in my crosshairs. What the Romans can do to me, what the Sanhedrin can do to me, what anyone can do to me. It's of absolutely no consequence because in the course of my mission, I am about the release of the captives to sin, the release of the captives to hell, the release of the captives to Satan, the release of the captives, captives to all that is darkness and all that would swallow them up away from God. 
So when you see what I am actually here to provide, I know, I know that there is going to be the opportunity to do this work on this very night. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit and be new again. Be re-enlisted. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. You're going to be my forgiveness, guys. You're going to be the ones proclaiming this word of hope. All these things that were written down, they're going to be now the moves you'll make in your preaching, teaching, and in the guidance for your faith, so that you too may believe that Jesus is, and believing, have life in his name. Now, one very, very important aspect of that believing is trusting all of the words that he gives us. And it is his resurrection body and blood that we're talking about today. Did Jesus actually rise from the dead? Yes. Did, does he, in his resurrection, have resurrection flesh and blood to give and to share with us? To cover all of our sins as the Son of God. Yes. Is Jesus with us? Yes. But is he kind of over here, kind of looking over my shoulder somewhere, just kind of around here somewhere? He's right there. And he's right here. And he's right here in the Word. He's with you. Wherever those things are, wherever you go. Now, he is everywhere. But he is here to forgive your sins. He is here to inflate you with the Holy Spirit. He is here with his word to bring the promises of God to bear on your mind and heart so that you trust him. And that in trusting him, you have life because he is life. And we're going to talk next week about the benefits of what this meal provides. That where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. But for tonight, for today, we're talking about what the thing is on the altar. And what the thing is on the altar is that very flesh and blood that was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. That very same flesh and blood that was raised from the dead for your salvation. Now, Jesus wants you to eat from him and to drink from him. John 6 is very clear on this passage as well. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, I will raise them up on the last day. Now you can't get much clearer than that. Eat and drink from me because that's where the forgiveness of sins is to be had. It's not out here somewhere or over the rainbow somewhere. It's right there where he put it. And he put it where he's going to be. 
Now, this is God for you. This is God to bring you his promises day in and day out, week by week, day of the Lord by day of the Lord, so that there is no doubt that he is not only here, but here for you. In trusting this promise, trusting that this is exactly what he said it was, my body, my blood, given not just on the cross for your forgiveness, but into your mouth for you. So that there is no doubt as to who's doing the forgiving and who is getting forgiven. Christ is doing the forgiving. And you, my dearly beloved sinners, and me as well, are getting the forgiven done to us. That's why we're here. It's lovely to come to church to see your friends. It's lovely to come to church to kind of work on community efforts. We're going to hear about some of those later on. But the primary number one reason to come to church is to get more of the good stuff. Get more Jesus. Because that's where the forgiveness of sins is. That's where life and salvation is. That's where the promise of eternal life is. That's what binds you to the God who made you. That's what inflates you with the Holy Spirit and does the job that Jesus did for his disciples when he was right there in front of them face to face, breathing on them so that they could be his ambassadors and take this fantastic, amazing, heart-stopping story along with them out into the world so that people who had not seen him up close, face-to-face -face and personal, would know that he had risen from the dead. And not just any old way, but right here for them. And they could come face-to-face -face with him as well. They can come, and they can see, and they can benefit from all the good gifts that God has stored up right here in his body and blood. had a conversation with a uh, folk who is just coming into the idea that the, uh, the sacrament of the altar actually is the body and blood of Jesus. Not just a, a, a symbol of something or not just a, a, a reminder of something, not just a, a placeholder for a gift, but the actual good stuff, the real life-giving food that God had promised. Can God really come and be here at the altar? Well, he did it in the manger. He can put on flesh then. He can put on these clothes here, just like he said. He promised to. Where he puts his word, that's where he is. Where he promises to be, who am I to doubt? Where what Jesus says, it's not for me to come in and start picking it apart and trying to make it make sense to me. He says it, it's so. The guy who can say, let there be light and there's light, can certainly pull this off. <laughs> but can he be in all of those places at once? He's God. He is where his word is. That's what he said. That's what he did. There is no separation between this gift and the Lord Jesus Christ who truly rose from the dead, appeared to his disciples, and is here for you again today. Now this time is, at this point, purely descriptive. 
But when you come, and when you hear, and when you kneel or stand, and when you receive, and the body and blood of Jesus go into your mouth, this is not descriptive. <coughs> this is declarative. This is the promise of God. I forgive you. I, all the gifts of my cross, all the gifts of my resurrection, all the gifts of my reigning at the throne of God on the right hand of the Father, everything about me that is king, everything that about me that is savior, everything that about me is son of God for you, is fed and given for you. Guess what? You are what you eat. You are forgiven. Through your mouth and through your ear, it is locked, stock and barrel done. Just like Jesus said. It's simply a matter of taking him at his word. What he has written, what he has spoken, what he has declared, he has given for us to believe and trust. He is with us. He is with us here for the sake of our lives and for the sake of our salvation so that we can be cradled by him every single moment of our lives to know that he is not just with us, but with us and here. Amen. The peace of God that passes all human understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ's fear. Amen.